it's official, Starbucks's hunger for expansion has created its own monster. For the past four years, the mega coffee chain has engaged in an incredible expansion boom that often puts two or more stores near one another. Starbucks announced this week that it will be closing 600 of its stores nationwide. As a result, its shares have fallen more than 50% in the past two years. So may you have to do without your grande sugar-free caramel soy macchiato? May you be losing your Starbucks to the massive closure? Employees with the IWW Starbucks Workers Union are asking the same question. The closure comes four years after Starbucks baristas began fighting for higher pay, guaranteed work hours, and the right to unionize. In recent months, an employee named Monica in Sevilla, Spain, and Cole Dorsey, a barista from Grand Rapids, Michigan, were both fired for union activity. Charges have been filed against Starbucks, but the unions will not stop there. The IWW Starbucks Workers Union and the International Workers Association have joined together to fight to reinstate their members. Together, they have organized a global day of action, which will take place July 5th in nations around the world, all the way from Argentina to Germany. Domestically, actions will take place in Phoenix, Philadelphia, Grand Rapids, Boston, Chicago, New York City, and right here in Los Angeles. I spoke yesterday with Cole Dorsey, the fired worker in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He is with the IWW Starbucks Workers Union. I also spoke with Beltran Roca Martinez, Secretary of Union Action with the local federation of CNT in Sevilla, Spain, which is the union that's representing Starbucks workers there. Can you begin by telling our listeners what happened to you uh, and how it has led to the organizing of the Global Day of Action this coming weekend? I started at my uh, store uh, two years. I was working in Grand Rapids, uh, in a Grand Rapids Starbucks. Uh, once they knew that organizing was going on, um, they started doing some real shady things, the same type of tactics they, they've used in other places like New York City and uh, Chicago. Uh, surveillance. Um, there was no cameras uh, the first year I was there. And then they found out that baristas were starting to organize at my store. They initiated a, a four-camera surveillance at our store to record every inch of our workspace to see who was talking with each other and who was conversing. Also, we had um, what we called partner bonding nights where uh, we would go to social gatherings and discuss uh, the union and, and uh, work in general. Um, then the manager showed up to a few of those. Um, as well as uh, performance reviews, people that before had uh, good performance reviews, after they found out that they were pro-union, they would get uh, less in raises and, uh, and much lower uh, performance reviews. Um, so all these things together um, culminated in uh, uh, the press conference that we had. There was, let me back up a little bit, there was charges that were filed uh, because of their actions in regards to our organizing in 2007, and the board told Starbucks that they were going to go ahead and formally issue charges if they did not settle, and they did settle. Um, but instead of refraining from the anti-union activity, it only increased. Um, so then we filed charges again. We're waiting, actually, hope to hear this week whether or not the board is going to go ahead and formally charge them again. Um, and some of that includes violations of the settlement agreement, as well as further surveillance and, and of course, uh, my firing as uh, part of that uh, unfair labor practice charges that we filed. Um, and when were so you fired? I was fired June 6th. Okay, so just recently. Yeah, yeah, just recently I was fired. Um, and so in regards to that, uh, we had uh, 
the union had found out about Monique's situation in uh, Sevilla, Spain. And let me, in uh, fact, now uh, on that note, real quick, turn to Beltran uh, Roca Martinez. Beltran, tell us about uh, Monica uh, in Sevilla, uh, Spain. What was her situation? Okay. Uh, 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 she came to to the CMT, to the union, uh, for advice, and she joined us, and we told her about her rights uh, at work, and then she started to not to attend to meetings where, where when there was a, a new product in the in the company, they have to meet outside the working time, and they didn't give the they don't give the workers uh, the the money for that working time. Overtime? Was it overtime? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so she refused to go and and she also started to, to try to organize and get in touch with uh, other workers that were fired and then the the shop uh, manager uh, uh, have uh, she knew that she was asking for fire workers and and after a few days, uh, after she came to our union and starting to to do some activities, she she was uh, expelled. So it was on April the 24th. On the 24th of June. No, April. April, okay. So, um, so going back to you, Cole. Uh, so, Monica was first fired in in Spain, and then you. But the the two of you are not the only one who who's ones who've been fired for union activity at Starbucks. Right. Absolutely. They in New York City. There was uh, uh, two baristas that were fired, and they uh, filed charges, uh, among other things, uh, other unfair labor practice charges, the wrongful termination of two workers in uh, Starbucks workers union members in New York City. They were both reinstated. Um, and then uh, currently there's a waiting on a decision now over there was a trial in New York City over 30 unfair labor practice charges and now uh, we're waiting for a decision on that and that involves three fired baristas uh, so two have been reinstated so far Starbucks workers union members and now three uh, we're waiting for a judge's decision and then we're also waiting for uh, the decision in my case so um, it's definitely not the first time uh, that they've had to reinstate people wrongfully terminated, and uh, it, it won't be the last, uh, you know, hopefully. I want to ask both of you about how unionized Starbucks uh, outlets are. First, uh, to Beltran Roca Martinez, in Spain at least, how common is it for a Starbucks uh, cafe to have a unionized workforce? In, in that company, there is one union that is called Fertigo. A legalized union, I mean, uh, and it's, uh, that company was made by another company. That that union was made by another company called uh, Corte Inglés. Uh, uh, during the dictatorship, it was a union to control the workers. So uh, we have no no other background of uh, firing uh, union organizers in Spain because uh, Monica was the first has been the first to join another union. Hmm. So so this is pretty unique, what happened to Monica uh, in, in Spain, because it's illegal to fire somebody for union activity. Yeah, yeah, but we have, uh, legally, we have the problem that we didn't uh, tell uh, the company that she was our union representative, 
So because we had no time, it was all very quickly. So we have very difficult at court to demonstrate that she was fired because of her union activities. But had we know it's true, because they didn't give any uh, reason for her uh, this, uh, for her uh, dispute or for mm -hmm. her filing. Um, Cole, let's let's talk about here in the United States. How how common? Uh, how many Starbucks outlets has the IWW managed to unionize? Yeah, well, currently uh, publicly we have uh, over ten locations in four states: um, New York, Michigan, uh, Chicago or Illinois, and uh, Rockford, Maryland. Um, but we we have many other baristas. Uh, uh, that are in many other locations that are not public yet. I mean, uh, Starbucks is an enormous company, thousands sure. of outlets across the country sure, and world. Sure. And the, the difficult part about this is that uh, it, the turnover is very high at Starbucks, um, you know, because of the pay and, uh, you know, because of the hours that, that uh, people are given and, and it's difficult to get health care. So the, the turnover rate is very high. So it's difficult, of course, to organize in these places if uh, the makeup of uh, a cafe changes from uh, six months to another six months. So and then in my case in particular, uh, we were in the process of uh, trying to get a union election at my store, and then they knew these other charges were going ahead so they fired me over a uh, attendance infraction that was months old um, so you know when they do these type of tactics it makes it even more difficult because mm -hmm. we're trying to tell people you know the benefit I mean there are definitely benefits we've had three wage increases since uh, the union drive began and now we have a, a grievance uh, direct action grievance based procedure and things like that so there are definitely benefits that we can show other baristas but when they do things like uh, schedule people less because of uh, their union sympathies or give them less in, in, in reviews and things like that. It makes it very difficult to, to then, and then when they fire, you know, me and others, it, uh, it's difficult to tell these baristas that, uh, you know, the reasons why we should stick together, you know, why, with the benefits of it when uh, right. the, the repercussions are, are, are instantaneous when, uh, you know, um, when we might not get results back for, you know, in my case, it might be, uh, you know, two years before I get reinstated, to, you know, depending on the NLRB and how fast they go, which is very slow. Cole, um, can you describe for our listeners a typical day for a Starbucks employee, uh, you know, those who go and get their coffee, uh, walk away with their $3, $4 lattes um, and enjoy them, but what happens on the other side of the counter? Yeah, well, uh, I, I could say that for... It's very typical in Starbucks coffee shops to not uh, have as many people on the floor as they need. They, they keep it very, uh, very threadbare uh, staff. To cut so costs. They, right, exactly, to, to save them on costs, so, which in turn makes us run around the, the, the store. Um, and they're definitely not set up uh, ergonomically. There's a lot of reaching, unnecessary reaching and bending and, and uh, carpal tunnels then uh, uh, a factor with uh, baristas. And there's no uh, nothing set up for, uh, for Starbucks to uh, take that into account. Um, what so, about hours? Uh, are people allowed to work full time? No, no. In fact, if you do get 40 hours a week, you're written up for it. Uh, everyone is mandatory part time at Starbucks coffee shops, and uh, you, you can put your availability. But uh, you know, they put it on a computer. I remember. Um, you know, my issues when I first started were that one week I'd be scheduled, uh, you know, four to six hours, and then the following week I'd be scheduled 30 hours. And you so, have no control over that? 
No, not, none whatsoever. You can, you can, but what they do is they encourage you to, on your own, try to find shifts at other stores or with other baristas and things like that. So, I mean, I can do that, and, and I did do that. But, uh, you know, all these other cafes, once they found out that I was a union member or a union organizer, they uh, uh, didn't, uh, they wouldn't allow me at their stores, which is part of our charges now. Hmm. Um, so it, it, it's, de- it's definitely, it's very fast-paced. And then uh, as far as hours are concerned, it's, uh, it's really up in the air. You don't know from one week to the next what you'll be working or if you'll even barely be working at all. Cole, I want to ask you to comment on the closure of the 600 or so Starbucks stores that have just been announced. 7% of its workforce is going to be laid off. Yeah, right. Well, they they've uh, they said that uh, there was an article uh, yesterday in a uh, New York paper. Um, they said they're going to close 600, uh, and then they said they're going to still uh, reopen 200 next year. So the, the, they call these underperforming stores the mostly within the last three years that have been open. But uh, you know, from our standpoint, absolutely, it's that uh, we want to fully disclose every location that's going to be closed right now. So they, they haven't they done that. They haven't said which uh, locations they're going to close. No, they want to keep it in. Internal. They want to keep it internal and not, uh, you know, of course, from our standpoint, we want everyone to have uh, advanced, well advanced notice of all these closings, but they, they won't make them public. They say they, they want to keep it internal first and then uh, disclose it later. So, I mean, we can only assume that a poverty wage employer, a severance package, they say there will be severance packages, but it, it, most undoubtedly it, it will not be uh, um I mean, they're already a poverty wage employer, so their severance package, I'm sure, uh, will be very lacking. But it, it, even aside from that, they they, uh, they were uh, pushing for all this expansion. When I was there just six months ago, we would have meetings, and they would talk about uh, every uh, the stores would be doubled by this time, you know, six months ago, this time next year. You know, things like that they would tell us and pump us up and get hyped about Starbucks. And then uh, now they turn around and say 600 stores are closing. So, they, they you know, they give you one thing. Uh, as employees, and then we, as employees, we find out another way through the papers that uh, our coworkers are going to be uh, out of a job, and, uh, and and they won't let us know that uh, right now. You know, we have to wait until they spoon feed that to us. And and uh, I want to now uh, finally ask you in the last few minutes of this interview, first you and then Beltran, what is expected to happen on this global day of action against Starbucks? Uh, what is happening? You know, wh- what is the reason for this uh, global day, and what do you expect to happen on this day, Cole? Right. Well, we. Uh since we've linked up with the uh, CNT in Spain and also uh, with the uh, International Workers Association, Starbucks union busting is globalized. This Monica in Spain is, is exactly what we've been dealing with for the last four years since this union's been around in America. Um, so in order to deal with that globalized union busting, we've, uh, we're going to need to use globalized solidarity. So the connection with the IWW and the CNT and the International Workers Association, uh, we've decided to take, it, take the offensive. And uh, instead of just letting them uh, indiscriminately fire uh, union members one after another, we're going to take this, uh, you know, global solidarity. So we have, you know, over, over 50 cities around the world. Um, you know, uh, doing all sorts of different actions. Phoenix is going to have street theater. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, different type of street theater and actions in Grand Rapids and uh, flyering Philadelphia, New York, L.A. Um, so it's uh, what we're trying to show is, is customers and, and Starbucks basically is, is that we won't settle for it. You know, we're not going to stand by and, and let them do what they will uh, to secure their profits. We, we're absolutely going to challenge that every single time. 
My guests have been Cole Dorsey with the IWW Starbucks Workers Union. He was one of the fired workers in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Also with us was Beltran Roca Martinez, Secretary of Union Action with the local federation of CNT based in Sevilla, Spain. For more information about the various actions and how Starbucks employees are unionizing, visit starbucksunion.org. That's starbucksunion.org. You can also visit grsbux.blogspot.org. We'll link to those from our website later today, which you can find via kpfk.org.